0: Ketubant Mishnah this Mishnah discusses a certain commitment so that a husband might agree to accept upon himself. So Hanuset Teisha, if one marries a woman, Shanim, who stipulated with him that he must provide her daughter from a previous marriage with food for five years. So he made his commitment binding by writing it in a document or by performing a kinyan or by declaring it before two appointed witnesses. So he made this uh, stipulation Khayavluzuna he is obligated to provide her daughter with food for five years if he divorced and she married another man and she also married um, or she also stipulated with, um, so he divorced and she married another man she also stipulates with the new husband that he must provide her daughter with food for five years the first husband is still obligated to provide her with food for the remainder of his five years, although the second husband is also required to provide food for the daughter, the first husband must still f- fulfill his commitment. Okay, he didn't say his commitment will last only as long as they are married until she remarries. He must continue for the entire five years. The Mishnah says two arguments that the first or second husband could make to remove or reduce his obligation, and it dismisses both arguments. So, so lawyer marriage the first husband cannot say regarding his ex-wife, if she will be coming to me, meaning if she were married to me, I would provide her daughter with food, but since we, are not, I will not, since we are divorced, I will not. Rather, his obligation remains in force, and if the daughter is living with her mother, he must bring her food to the place in where the mother lives. Okay, so the mission assumes that the girl is living with the mother because the daughter lives with her mother. A daughter and a son who remains with his mother only until the age of six, after which he goes to live with the father. If the daughter does not live with the mother, he must bring the food to her wherever she does live. So he's still got to still provide for her. Okay, likewise. The um, the two husbands cannot say zanin or Take The two of us will provide her food as one, meaning that we will provide her with food and split the cost. rather one provides her with food. the are not, and the other one gives her the value of the food in cash. Each of them on the on their own must supply the full amounts, either in food or in money. And the girl can choose which one provides food and which one provides money. She cannot, however, demand money from both. Mishnah bet. This mishnah continues the previous case of a woman who. Um, who married two men both of whom committed themselves to provide her daughter with food and he said if she the daughter got married at the time when both of her, her stepfathers were still obligated to support her her own husband gives her food not, and they both as in both the stepfathers give her the value of the food in cash all three, the two stepfathers and the husband, are obligated to provide her with food. The stepfathers cannot claim that they committed themselves to support her only while she will remain single, and her husband cannot claim that since he married her while her stepfathers were supporting her, it was understood that he is not obligated to do so. Now, usually when one person borrows money from another person or accepts to pay him for some other reason, and the debt is recorded in a document, a lien is attached to the borrower's land. This means that if the borrower sells land after the date in the documents, the lender can seize the land from the buyer. However, one exception to the last law is a father's obligation to support his own daughters after he Dies okay, so a man's young daughters receive support from his estates until they are betrothed or reach the state of Bagrat. Now, although the obligation is recorded in the Qutubad document, um, and even if it's not actually mentioned in the other document, it carries the same force as if it were written in the document. So, even though it is uh, recording the document, the daughters may not seize the land that the father had sold, the daughters may take only the land that was in their father's possession when he died. They have no right to seize from buyers' land that the father had sold in his lifetime. The sages decree that a man's daughters may not collect his from his sold properties because otherwise people would avoid buying land, since the total cost of supporting one's daughters cannot be estimated. Because it depends on several unpredictable factors, such as how many daughters he will have and how long they will be single, people will be reluctant to buy land for fear that it will be seized one day to pay for the support of the seller's daughters. To remove this concern, the sages rule that daughters may collect for their support only from properties that their father owned when he died, and not from properties he had sold. So based on this, the Mishnah shows that when a man commits himself to support his stepdaughters as in the previous Mishnah, her rights are stronger than those of his daughters. But too, if the two stepfathers died, their own daughters can su- collect support only from the available, i.e., unsold property in their estates, but the stepdaughter can collect support even from sold property. So this is property to which a lien is attached, this term is refused, so mushubadim. So, you know, this encumbered property, this is used to refer to sole property because sole property can be collected only if it's subject to a lien, whereas unsold property can be collected even if there is no lien. So Mipnei, why, why can she do this? Mipnei, she hikifalat because she is like a creditor who can collect payments even from the debtor's sold property. If the stepdaughter's right to support is recorded in a document, she may be compared to a creditor whose right to payments is recorded in a document. Now the previous Mishnah told that a man who commits himself to support his stepdaughter must continue doing so, so, even if there's marriage to her mother ends. This can be avoided by adding a clause to the contract. The clever ones would write the following to their wives. I'm marrying you on the condition that I will support your daughter for five years, but only as long as you're with me as a wife. If the obligation is defined in this way, it ends when he divorces her or either one of them dies. Have a great day.